evaluating the film, again, uh, proud of our team, uh, where we competed in the game as far as how hard we competed in the game. And we're competitive and uh, have many times that they had jumped on us to get away and we come back. You know, we got to learn to put people away, do things we have to do. But, you know, just we won the game, and I'm very proud of that, but not very happy in the way we played. I'm not, I don't, I don't think we played close to our best. And that's uh, encouraging in that there's a lot more in there than how we have to play. But it's also we need to realize that and get it done. I think uh, sometimes we don't, and we don't, playing hard and wanting it and playing that way is not the problem. We have to play smarter. And we have to not play with our emotions early in games. And I think some of our young guys sometimes get emotional early in the game, trying to whether you're getting set on a formation and try to be – and they also try to be perfect. Sometimes when you're trying to be perfect, you can't it, – it's the worst thing it can be. You have to trust what your practice habits are, trust what this is, and go line up and play. Like, and be lined up perfect and all of a sudden, you know, I might be an inch – can I – am I on – maybe I just need to inch up. And all of a sudden, then we bring a guy in motion, now you got an illegal shift. And it's it comes from a place of not – it's not – not focusing, sometimes it's focusing and trying too hard to be precise on things in which we do. In motion, the little, and, and, and trying to, and the anxiousness of going to play. And emotions can have that effect. And then once you calm down, start playing well and doing the things we did. So, especially offensively, we had, you know, uh, legal shift, motion penalty picked up a third and two, the backside, we were motioning the fullback, and the tailback just leans. And it's not from a bad spot, wanting to get a jump, wanting to get the good fake, you know, whatever we have, and just relaxing and letting the plays happen. And that's got to come with time and maturity, but also we need to have the urgency to get that fixed right now. And that's that's just not the way we want to do things and how we do it. There's a, and there's a couple. And then we have then we and then we have some penalties down the field. We have a hold. We have a block in the back. We have a, a low block. We have something. I mean, this and we're smarter than that. The guys who did are very smart football players. They know better than that. They made bad decisions. Trying again, pressing to go make a play. Instead of just letting them, you know, being smart in that situation, hey, we call scrape paint. Just don't try to just let the guy go. Get your hands up. Don't get that little extra bump. Don't try to do those things. And like I say, sometimes trying to do too much can make you make bad decisions. And they come from come from a good place, but you got to we got to be we got to coach better. And make sure they do that uh, defensively. Uh, got to play uh, more to get a fit gaps. We just didn't fit right. Consistently, we when the runs inside when we didn't, we'd have two guys in the gap, guy out of a gap, guy loose in the gap, and just fitting things right and and play. Now we tried to play physical on both sides of the ball, which we did. I think our offensive line improved a lot. I think a chain, of course, we know ran really well. But I'm gonna tell you what, they did a great job of getting him to second and third level to get him to those safeties and getting guys blocked in that first and second level very well. Of getting better and better protection, got better as the game went on, and what we tried to do. Uh, we left some a lot of plays out there in the passing game. Whether we didn't make the catches or the thing, because we made a couple of throws and reads that were there that we got to get, and we did, you know, we we know that um, defensively again, fitting those things, being physical. The th once we come out the second half, was very proud of the way after the big play we got back in the game. Uh, then come out the second half again, had a great drive, scored, had another great drive, should have scored again. Had two, we overcame two 15-yard penalties in that drive, a holding or 10 and a 50, a holding and a uh, block in the back, and still kicked a field goal in the scenario in which we had. And we had a, a th um, also we didn't get to hear the snap count down on the, on the, on the key on the, uh, on the goal line there and had that kick the field goal. But at the same time, that shows you what you can do. Uh, kicking game, we unfortunately had a uh, just dropped a snap. Just That was that simple. Good snap, just didn't catch it, didn't put it down, cost us an extra point, and we missed the field goal. And it was a good kick, just about two feet to the left, and just like theirs. I mean, we both missed the field goal at the end. Uh, but 
again, how hard we played, how physical we played, the fighting the guys, competitiveness the guys, we just got to play better. I mean, we got to coach them better and we got to play better. We got to play smarter and, and work smarter and not just harder. We're, we're doing those things, but how we get there and letting our emotions just relax at the beginning with those young players and just play the plays. Trust yourself and what you did in practice and let it happen. And I always say some of the best games you ever play in your life are the guy, man, that seemed easy. And it, wasn't, it was because you were trying, but you were, you were trusting what you, you, what you did in practice. You were trusting yourself in the game and not trying to press and, and go make big plays. You were just making the smart plays. And we have smart players. And just letting the game come to you. You can't force the game. The game will bite you and, uh, and those scenarios. But at the same time, we still come out victorious against a top-10 team, which is a big win. It's a great credit. As we step in where we're trying to go, now we have to get ready to go on the road against Mississippi State, which is an excellent team. Uh, very good on defense. Coach Arnett does a great job of mixing things, multiple blitzes, multiple fronts, three down, four down, standing guys up, mixes the secondary coverages up. They've been great on defense since they've been there. Uh, offensively, you know Mike. what Mike does. He's going to throw the football, mix it. You're going to have to give him different looks, different packages, the things he does. He can zero in and uh, – does that kicking game? The return, their kickoff return guys as good as we've seen. Thirty-six yard average can hit kickoffs all over the place. Punt returns got a fourteen yard average. They got great skill guys. When the ball comes to them, we got to cover our kicks well, do that well, and we have to play a great game on the road and uh, get ready to play. And but at the same time, we just got to keep grinding and we got to learn to practice be- not harder but smarter and better and be more efficient in the things we do. Questions. Second row, Olin. Jim, all kind of couple of things. First of all. <laughs> Uh, that's become our that's become I, I, our, our forte, huh? I uh, just wanted to ask you uh, about Anias and what's going to be the most difficult thing that he brings it to replace? Well, I think diversity and leadership and experience. I mean, when you go through all three of those things, and uh, you know, I think and I think, but he'll be around to help those guys and mentor those guys, and that's the best he can do. I mean, as far as that goes, he'll be, he'll be right there with him. I know that. But he's a unique player, he's a unique competitor. He's, you know, he yeah, I love him to death, and it's just an unfortunate situation. And uh, what is it um, – let me put it this way. Why is the three-man front the best uh, scheme or best uh, defense for you all right now? Well, just in, in the games we're playing with that with the quarterback in which we played and the four-man when you matter, pattern match routes, then your rushes become very limited. You have to do things. We're trying to spy – what screwed us up in the game, what didn't match up was our spy – with our rushes and how the combination had to come to flush him or push him to be able to get that. We didn't do a good job of that and timing that up and matching the, the different scenarios of things in which we did to get that to happen. And they're just – with the eight-man drops, and as I say, we had ways to get things. We didn't time them up right with the pressure to get where we need to go. And we'll mix things up. We'll be three down, four down, and we have to be. Excuse me. Travis, you'll be next. Hey, Jimbo, uh, just real quick to confirm, Anais is out for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a lower leg break, uh, lower leg, in, lower body injury. I'm not, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know all the. I know the details, but I don't want to get into. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Gotcha. I mean, I just know it's a. And uh, uh, fourth downs has, has been a little bit of a problem with y'all uh, this season. What, what is it about that down, and how can you improve uh, well, moving forward on on? We got to be. Stops? We got to make the plays. I mean, just, we're there to make plays, and we have to execute in those situations. It gets down to one thing: execution. And we knew we had a rush. We were trying to force that thing down inside and spill it, and we didn't get one guy down inside and give him a crease inside. It gets back to execution and, and what we're doing. And then Bryce coming back, it seemed to provide a little bit of a spark, but also some low snaps. What, what have you seen yeah. good and bad from him? No, Bryce back? is playing really well. And his physicality, things he does, he's going to be a heck of a player and is a heck of a player. But we did. We had two bad snaps on the ground, and we had three or four down at his ankles. <clears throat> and, and I say that, I'm going I'm to I'm say this to you. When a snap goes down on a guy's ankles to a quarterback, 
I want you to pretend like you're driving in downtown Houston traffic at about 50 miles an hour and stick your head below the dashboard for a second with guys all around and raise back up and then react to what's going on in front of you. And when I say you, you, an average throw is about 2.4 to 2.6 seconds. So when that ball goes down, your eyes have to go here. All the information you've gathered and you have to come back up and find it and then you've got about a second to get rid of it, how big a deal that is. You know what I'm saying? And we harp on that all the time. He's not doing it on purpose. But that is a major factor. You hear that's why Bill Walsh in the old days would not go shotgun. He won that quarterback's eyes on there, getting the ball out, and in which, you know, and in time now we've gotten better in the involvement of football and long, you know, and shotgun snaps and all those things. But when that happens, that is a big deal. And it's a big deal for the quarterback because it takes half his decision making time was, and he has to regather information after because if a snap if a coverage changes, when's it change on the snap of the ball? So things like that can be critical. So we got to get that fixed, too, in what we're doing. But, but saying that, Bryce is playing well. He's physical. He's doing a lot of really good things, makes his calls. You know, just to the other day, he had, a, he had four or five snaps. So we just were down there too low. To the right, Brent, and then David. I used to do, do that all the time growing up in Houston. <laughs> um, you ever seen a ball go off the top of the goalpost like that? And not just like that, but then the I did. I, you know, I haven't went back and seen that. I, don't, I didn't really realize well. I thought it caught the – I didn't know if it set on the top. I, I, I honestly, I've never relooked really at as, as far as the TV copy. I knew it hit up there, and as soon as it hit, and, and I saw it come down, I just I stopped. I didn't realize where it hit or what it did, so goal, I can't remember one. Are the goalposts a little taller in the NFL? Or is that yes, they are. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm a, that cost me a game one time, and that's a game one time that the ball went in. That they didn't. That they said later when they said it went out because, and I think the high goalpost right. should be there. And I, just like a, you have a laser. On the goal line, you know, that, that laser on you know, that eye, I think there ought to be one on the goal post. Because in college, them things are short, and these guys kick it so well, I think it would clear up a lot of things. I like the high goal post for that, for, is that exact reason. In terms of get, getting the players in, do you ever feel like you need to, need to be a little quicker in that? Or you had mentioned the players are nervous, these young players and things like that, and no. calling in the plays. So Sometimes you, we had a few, maybe one or two, we got in late, but no, we're getting substitution. And, and but they're responsible; they have to see the signals on the sideline. And a lot of those guys get disoriented, not get their eyes over there in time. They, when you signal and you go, you're going no huddle fast, whatever. They have to get their eyes over there too. So no, I don't. Second Just have row. to get better at it. Second row, David. Chippo, can you put your finger on the slow starts to these games? Yeah, that's why. Just what I just said. I mean, last week we didn't. Last week we started fast. I think we emotionally move back. I think we get so wound up, we're perfectly set. All of a sudden, decide, oh, I got to give you an inch back. Next one, we had a uh, one of them. We had the uh, we got the short yardage, and we're motioning. And the guy, he just leans forward. And I think guys wanting to go play, gets controlling emotions, relaxing, and going. So just, we we rehearse those plays vigorously before two days. I mean, for they know the first script and everything that's going out. Just got to relax and make the plays. Back behind the lights, to the left, Tyler. How much different uh, defensively is this going to be going from Arkansas and the run heavy and, the, and their quarterback to now the, this, you know, scheming? It's different. I mean, it's a different kind of spread. One's much more throwing. One was much more running and throwing. You know what I'm saying? And and what they're doing. So it is different. And and, and because but the quarterback Rogers can still run and scramble. He, he's a good athlete. And then w when you look at last year compared to this year, do you feel like with the secondary, you guys are better equipped? Um, <laughs> at slowing down this team than maybe you were last year? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, the year before we did a really good job. Last year we didn't do a good job. And we have to, I think you have to have multiple looks. After you have to do different things. And I think you'll have to make plays on the ball and be able to cover. So hopefully we will be. And hopefully we'll be able to put the pressure on at times when we need to. Guys can rush. 
Staying back behind the lights to the right, Justin. Jimbo, obviously the, the post route to, uh, that just missed to, to Moose sticks out, but it seems like, and you say it, plays are there, they just got to Got to relax and make them. There's tons you of plays being there. Do you think that'll kind of help? It does. It, it's amazing once you get over the hump and you go, what was so hard about this? We had a lot of – we left a lot out there. We had a lot of plays, whether it was we didn't catch it, didn't do it, or we just missed the read. I mean, and good things that we know, we met, we knew it at the time. We just got to relax and make the plays. And, again, I say the harder you press, the worse you play. Just got to relax, block everything out, run the play that's called, go to the next play. Front left, Zach, and then to the right. And we had them open. Just got to relax and just judge the ball and make it. Jimbo with Anias being out now, what do things look like as far as punt returner? Um, well, Moose has returned punts, Chains returned punts. Yeah, we've had multiple guys that have done it before. Okay. And Moose has done it quite well and yeah. done it in time. And then that first offensive drive that you guys had coming out of the half, is that what this offense can look like? When yes, we can look like we can. And it, at times look like it all the time. We can go up and down the field, just relax and execute. Plays are there, things are there, and what we're doing is exactly right. I mean, we got many plays, routes, things. There's nothing in our offense we don't have. Second row, Olin. There's enough execution right now. Got to execute better. Jimbo, how did uh, how do you explain the dramatic improvement from Chris Russell from last week uh, against Miami? Looked like he struggled, and then could have been. Make an argument for him to be the SEC Player of the Week uh, for the way he played against Arkansas. He had a solid game. Yeah, he plays solid, and, and, and there's some fits and things he did, but Chris is getting better each and every week. Go to the left, Cease. You mentioned the uh, plays you left out there, and you mm -hmm. mentioned the low snaps and the decisions. How much, when you r read the film, how much progress did Johnson make reading plays? Made progress, made progress. And, and like I say, we, we just, we've met and, and missed a few things here and there. But, and, you know, in a quarterback, when you make 80 decisions or 60, 50, 60 decisions in a day, you're never going to make them all perfect. Nobody is in what you do and how you do it. But why the thought process is what you're trying to accomplish on a call, when you're trying to accomplish it, what you're trying to do. And he's getting better and better. And under, he, he definitely understands what we're doing. I mean, there's no doubt. Go back far right, Justin. Coach, how much does A-Chain, when he gets a long run, how much does that get you guys going? It feels oh. like it, they feed off of that. Well, big plays. I mean, listen, what does big plays do? Changes the momentum of a game. And that's what the key is, what turnovers and big plays. And that's the other thing we've done, too, what we've done well. We haven't turned the football over in two weeks. Knock on wood. Taking care of the ball. I mean, I say that. But the two things that determine more than anything is turnovers and big plays. And what that does, that creates momentum. And in college football, when you're dealing with 18 to 22-year-old kids, when you momentum swing, unless you have a mature team, man, it's hard to ever swing those things back. And, and, and they create momentum, and then guys feed off of that. And then it's like, it's like I said, oh, yeah, we can do this. Then you go play. That's what you got to happen. And that's one of the things that concerns me at Mississippi State this week. Every guy on their top 22 is only two sophomores. The rest are juniors, redshirt juniors, or fifth- and sixth-year guys. That's one of the oldest teams we'll play, if not the oldest and most experienced team we'll play. Anything else? All right, Travis, you wrap us up. Just a general injury update on Andre White, Jake Johnson, and some of the other guys. Uh, to, to my I don't know if Andre just we're, you know, day by day. I don't. I don't. They'll have to. As they're getting close, as, as they're getting back, they're, they're all day by day. So I'm. I don't, that's all based off what them and the trainers see daily. All right. All right, coach. Thanks Good, for your thank time. Thank you.